Hey, gorgeous, and welcome to this episode of The Magnetic Woman Show. I'm your host, Lauren Joyce, sex, love, and relationship expert for leaders and powerful women and founder of, you guessed it, The Magnetic Woman. So on today's episode, I want to talk about feminine leadership, and more importantly, being the woman who chooses herself. So this has been coming up a lot with clients and women inside of my community over the past week. I would say within the last month or so, I've gotten really clear that right now, at least when I'm recording this, which is the beginning of June in 2021, um, where I'm going to be focusing so much of my time, energy, and expertise is working really deeply and privately with high-level leaders. So I currently have the embodied luxury intensive experiences, which are happening all over the globe over the next six months. You can go to themagneticwoman.com backslash embodied or go ahead and go to the link in the description of this episode if you are ready to dive in and do some really deep transformational work in a private space, in a luxurious space. We're going to be in Miami, New York, LA, excuse me, Paris and Florence in the fall. So, and as I've been really focusing in on supporting high-level leaders tap into their feminine power and truly embody their feminine leadership, I've really been thinking about and sitting with this concept of being the woman who chooses herself, right? So the reality is for the last 3,500 years of society, of civilization, of culture, of the Western world here, We have been taught as women that we need to choose others over ourselves. So this is why we struggle to trust ourselves. This is why we struggle to have boundaries. This is why we put other people's opinions, feelings, um, needs, wants, desires above our own. Because for, again, 3,500 years, we've been taught that a quote unquote, good woman and good is in quotes here because it's only good to sustain the patriarchy. Like this type of woman is only quote unquote, good because she's sustaining this patriarchal hierarchical, um, way of, of being. And in order to be, again, a quote unquote good woman, we have to martyr ourselves, not have boundaries, be more concerned with other people's comfort and or discomfort, their needs, their wants, their desires. We need to give up a connection to our bodies, our sensuality, our sexual power. And then typically for a lot of women, when they've become mothers, And again, we're taking like over 3,000 years of history into account here, right? There's been this idea and ideal that a mother really gives up her identity as a woman first and her sole identity is to mother. And what this has done is it has shown 
girls that that's what it means to be a woman. And it's shown boys that's what to expect from women. And so this just gets perpetuated generation after generation after generation. I did a really um, incredible content piece recently about healing the maternal lineage because trauma actually stays in your cells, the cells of your body for up to four generations. Now there's never been a generation without trauma on like a global scale, let alone on in terms of personal trauma. And so, you know, there's a really incredible picture that just, that encompasses this and I'll see if I can describe it for you. So it's a picture of a pregnant woman And there's an arrow pointing to the pregnant woman and it says my grandmother. And then you can see like the fetus in the woman's uterus and it's, you know, it's like a sketch. And then there's an arrow pointing to the fetus and it says my mother. And then there's an arrow pointing inside the fetus to the fetus's ovaries. And it says me, because when your grandmother was pregnant with your mother, as a fetus, your mother had all of the eggs in the in her ovaries that she would be born with, that she would go through her life with, meaning the egg that became you was in your mother when your mother was a fetus inside your grandmother's uterus, right? So trauma, um, ways of being, patterns and dynamics, emotional patterns, anxiety patterns, depression, all of this gets passed down within ourselves. So there's so many women right now, so many female leaders who you've been doing self-development work, you've been doing trauma. And quite frankly, this is why I think a lot of um, just like talk therapy doesn't really work because, or I shouldn't say doesn't work, doesn't have the same, um, efficacy, the same like lasting results as somatic work, because there are things that are passed down in your cells, in your nervous system that aren't yours, but are really running the show. So because women were never really taught and more importantly, we weren't allowed to have boundaries, right? Women who went outside of what the patriarchy ruled as normal and acceptable for women. They were shunned. They were shamed. They were cast out. They were even killed at times. So there's this fear in women and it really is a trauma response. It's this like deep seated nervous system fear that if I live outside of the box, if I set boundaries, if I live my fullest expression, if I speak my truth, internally it can feel like a potential death, right? Depending on how others respond. And you couple that with like so much of the stories and the narratives of the princess or the damsel in distress being chosen by the prince, being chosen, being saved by something or someone else outside of her. And It can, like, we can sit here as fully formed adults with higher level conscious thought and thinking like, oh, that doesn't have an impact on me. That doesn't affect me at all. But again, so much of this is happening on the nervous system level. So much of this is happening on an unconscious level that I think the vast majority of women 
we're overburdening ourselves. We're being overly responsible for everything and everyone else. And at the same time, we're ultimately waiting to be saved. We're waiting to be chosen, right? And part of that is societal, cultural. Part of it is potentially how you grew up and not being quote unquote chosen by your parents or not having parents who were emotionally available, physically available, whatever. And so in order to be an embodied feminine leader, you have to be a woman who chooses herself. So one of my most important tenants when I'm in romantic relationships And even when I'm just connecting with friends or family members, it's, I love you and I will show up in love, but I love me more. And we've been told and taught that if we love others more than ourselves, then they will reciprocate that love and then we'll be loved more by them, right? And that actually never ends up happening. That's not how it's meant to work. Choosing yourself requires deep support. It requires emotional and unconscious rewiring. It requires you to create a sense of safety inside of your body and in your nervous system. And it truly requires a sense of sisterhood and community and other women who are doing the same. Because as much as we want to say the patriarchy is gone and dead and, you know, there's this new way of being so much of the world is still really operating under this like patriarchal rule. So many people are still unconsciously operating from internalized misogyny and patriarchy and unhealed trauma and wounding. And so as an embodied feminine leader, like you're here to be a permission for other women to choose themselves. And it can feel impossible to just choose yourself and then go at it alone. This idea of going at it alone is the hero's journey. The heroine's journey is to choose yourself, to go within, to be embodied and to do it in community and to do it by being witnessed by the feminine. I had a private client call the other day And she said to me that her husband was asking her like, well, what do you talk to Lauren about? Like, what are your coaching calls like? And she goes, I don't even know how to explain it. I don't even know what to say. Like she goes, unlike any other coach, healer, therapist that I've ever worked with, with you, I feel like I can just show up be myself and be loved in that moment. And in that love and acceptance, that's when I can shift, right? So it's not like a, oh, let me just vent to you. And then we need to like do something about it. It really is about the being. And she was just like, you know, Lauren, to me, that is the feminine, this like unconditional love and acceptance that you provide. And she goes, And by modeling that for me, by holding that space for me, I get to step into that for myself and be that for other people and more importantly, be it for my kids. And that to me is how we're going to change the patriarchy. That to me is how we're going to move into this like 
really feminist and feminine way of being where it's not about the feminine being better and more important than the masculine, but it is about holding them in mutual regard. And for us as women, quite frankly, holding our feminine in higher regard, your feminine power is your access to your, uh, like, unmeasurable magic and potency. It is your ability to be radiant and irresistible. It is a connection to passion and desire and fulfillment that you have been searching for in so many other ways in your life, right? And in so many other spaces and never finding it. When you become the woman that chooses herself, you also see everything as happening for you and not to you. The feminine is in acceptance of everything and sees everything as an opportunity to go even higher. I truly think that being the woman who chooses herself is the most courageous and bold decision that a woman can make. And I was doing a sacred sexuality practice the other day. And whenever I do these practices, I end up getting these like divine downloads, right? These transmissions. And what came through was I do this work for the generations of women who couldn't, who couldn't even imagine being, having an ounce of the embodiment that I have for they would have been shunned or shamed or even killed. I do this for the generation of women, the generations of women to come. And I do this because me living as an embodied feminine leader and awakening other embodied feminine leaders across the globe, that is what changes the world. That's what heals the world. The world has been aching and in desperate need for the empowered feminine for the embodied feminine leader. And the reason why I say it's like the most courageous and bold choice that you can make is because everyone around you is, is going to, maybe not everybody, a lot of people around you and a lot of people in the world are going to try and talk you out of being the woman who chooses herself, right? Because either there are other women who are too afraid to choose themselves. And so if you are the woman who chooses herself, it shows them that they have that option and they might not be ready to see that. The men have been really in their mind benefiting from women not choosing themselves and at the same time deeply desiring women to choose themselves but not being able to articulate it. And so there's this idea that like you're shaking up the status quo and that's not okay, but it really is what is so necessary. Being the woman who chooses herself means you put yourself, your boundaries, your pleasure, your well-being, your emotions, your needs, your desires first and foremost. Because you know that when you are taken care of, when you've got your own back, when you choose you, you can be the best version of yourself for everyone else. 
But again, it takes this emotional resiliency, this emotional maturity that we're not really taught to have as women. It takes a rewiring of your nervous system because one of the main reasons why women really struggle to set boundaries is because other people might become uncomfortable or upset. And we haven't practiced holding the duality of setting a boundary for ourselves and being okay in ourselves if other people are upset or if other people are uncomfortable, right? And so if you were taught from very early age, which we all were as women, that if other people are upset around you, it's your job, it's your responsibility to do the emotional labor so that they're not. You have to change who you're being. You have to change how you're showing up. And so by being a woman who chooses herself, what you're doing is you're fucking the patriarchy. Like you're fucking the patriarchy off. You're smashing the box that that you've been, you know, given to live in and saying like, no, this is not, this is not for me. This is not how I'm meant to experience the world and life. And so, you know, I think that now, again, when I'm recording this podcast episode, June 2021, the world is opening. Travel is starting. Again, I'm going to be doing these global embodied luxury intensive experiences, which are one-on-one, customized, personalized, full day intensives. We laugh, we cry, we heal, we drink champagne, we flirt, we do it all in style. And then you have three months of high level coaching and mentorship with me after the fact. So again, those are happening in Miami this month in June. I still have two spots available for that in New York and LA throughout the rest of the summer. And then in the fall, we'll be in Paris and Florence. Um, And so, you know, as the world is opening up, I think a lot of women you're going through this transitional period in your life where you know that you can't go back to how things were. Like 2020, the global pandemic, it changed every single person like in some way or another. And so you can't go back to how things were before 2020. And quite frankly, you don't want to. There were things that weren't working for you that you want to change, blah, 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 blah. But you might not be completely clear on like what you want to be doing, whether that's work-wise or in your relationship or with dating or with your desires or whatever. But what you are really clear about, what is very obvious to you is that your way forward is truly as an embodied feminine leader. And you might not have had the words, you might just feel this like pull for deeper intimacy, more profound impact, maybe even exponential income because an embodied feminine leader is, yes, a woman who is so deeply connected to her body, who owns her sensuality, who owns her sexual power, who sees vulnerability as a strength, who has deep, passionate, epic love. The embodied feminine leader is also completely and utterly financially supported in her life because in order for you to do the work that you're meant to do in this world, whatever that looks like, obviously I work with a lot of entrepreneurs, coaches, healers, but I have clients who work in corporate jobs and either want to do something on the side and or see whatever their 
corporate job is as their mission in this world, right? As their purpose. And so you have to be financially supported in order to be the fullest expression of yourself. Money is freedom. Money gives you freedom of choice. Money doesn't necessarily buy happiness, but it does give you freedom of choice so that you can be the fullest expression of yourself. And I'm a woman who stands for in my own life and stands for every woman that I work with to have epic love, overflowing income, and huge impact in the world. And doing it from a space of being in your body, because again, the generations of women that came before us did not have this chance. So it's a, it is a very courageous decision to be the woman who chooses herself and you owe it to yourself. You have the privilege, you have the freedom to do it. You owe it to the generations of women before you and the generations of women that are, are going to come after you. So if you're ready to dive in deeper and be an embodied feminine leader, you can shoot me a message on social media. You can go ahead and go to themagneticwoman.com backslash embodied or check out the link in the show notes to read about the intensives. Um, I only have between now and the end of the year, I only have up to 10 of them available. That's it. So You're not going to want to wait. You're not going to want to hesitate if that's something that really calls to you, because this is what I know for sure. The embodied feminine leaders, like the women who work with me now, the women who really get this, the women who really lock into their feminine power in a year, two years, five years, they're going to be like the iconic women. They're going to be the women who everybody else is looking at and being like, holy shit, how the fuck did she create that? How the fuck is she so embodied, so sensual, so powerful, so happy? So the question is, do you want to be on the leading edge of this or do you want to be the one of the women that comes late to this party in a few years? Because at the end of the day, this movement, this train is not stopping. The embodied feminine leader is going to be the only kind of leader that rises to the top as women moving forward. So I think the majority of you are here, are listening because you're already on the leading edge of this. You are already the woman, the women who refuse to take the road frequently traveled. Like you have already created so much in your life. You're an expert in your own area, like in whatever area it is that you do in this world. And now it's time to be an embodied feminine leader. So With that, my loves, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, If you did, make sure to subscribe to this podcast. Give me five stars. Leave a review so that anybody and everybody who is meant to hear this will and can. And I would love it, love it, love it if you shared this episode on social media. Make sure to tag me as The Magnetic Woman so that we can get this message out to more and more women. All right, my loves, I'll see you next time.